The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I went on a Shabbaton someplace really far out, and someone told me that there's a prison nearby. Can you go visit whoever? I'm picking a name out of the hat, not the real name. Can you go visit Chaim? So I said, ah, it's not for me visiting prisons. You have to have a stomach for it. He said, come on, it's on your way. It's 20 minutes out of your way. It's very important. I said, fine, I'll go visit Chaim. Tell me what I need. Then he calls me back and says, sorry, it won't work. Can you do it Sunday morning on the way back? Yeah, a Friday, I won't have time. So he says, he only has visiting every second Sunday, so it won't work. And this is not a Sunday. Okay, nisht is nisht. So here I am, I'm driving back Sunday morning in a monsoon. And it's like four or five hours to get back to New York, and I'm about to put on my toss and film my phone rings. Because why did you pick up your phone? I said, I'm sorry, it was just like, it was pouring. What's up? He says, did you go visit him? No, you told me that it's every second Sunday. It's not a Sunday. We got like a, I don't know how you called it, a variance. You know, you we got permission for you to go. Oh, sorry. I said, I'm in New York already. So, wait, I told you I was going to go because it was 20 minutes out of my way. But now I'm like, you know, five hours out of my way. So he says to me, oh, I'm sorry. You only do mitzvahs when it's... 20 minutes out of your way. You don't do it when it's... Didn't what the limit is. Oh, don't do that to me. So I wound up driving back five hours away. And I, I come up there and I come in and there's this Oig Melech sitting there, all three of them. And he looks like, what are you here for? I'm visiting Chaim, so-and-so. I had all the information. He goes, well, you can't see him today. I just drove back through five hours. So I said, oh, he probably thinks, because this is not his Sunday. So I began to explain to him as, you know, what's Schneitzig game? Do we, there's a variant. Because I know, I know, you can't go in. I said, why not? He got very angry. There's no place in the visiting room. Because if it says occupancy, no more than 30 people, you know. And one of them is as big as two people, so 28 people, and that's it. Dot and So I said, could I stand? Like, there's no seats. He gets up, and when he got up, I saw how tall he is. And he starts screaming at the top of his lungs. And he says, if you don't get off federal property, I'll pick you up. <laughs> I don't know what that means. He's going to write me up. I had no idea. Texted a big crayon. Or, I, don't, I don't know what it meant. But I decided to leave. He didn't have much of a choice. He had two people escort me out. thought I would wait in the car and then out, out. So I, I leave the compound, and I call the, the ask, and I say, you know, he didn't let me in. Who? That guy, such a Russia anti-Semite, back and forth. Okay, it's nisht, it's nisht. Now, I was really, like, uptight, and it was a long drive back and forth. I managed to put my head down in the car for a while. I woke up. It's around 2.30. So I called back the ask, and I said, you know, I see there are cars leaving. I presume there's now seats. I didn't see cars coming. I think I can go back up and ask him, now maybe this place? He said to me, usually the last hour, they don't let people in. I said, he threatened to write me up. What does that mean? It means he gives you a ticket. You can never, never come back into a prison again. So that's not bad. I don't mind a ticket. That's a good ticket. It's a good ticket to have. I said, what's the worst he could do to me? He could scream at me and throw me out and ban me from coming to visit. Well, okay. What do I have to lose? So, so I went up. And on my way up, I pulled over to the side, and I was really like a little, you know, emotional, this whole thing back and forth, and, and the way he yelled at me in front of everyone, threatened him. 
I just started to cry. I just started to cry. And I said like this. I said, Rabbi Nishalev, I said, there's no question in my mind that the problem here is, there's one problem here. The problem here is, I am not zoicha to give, to be this mitzvah for chayim. It has to be. But why, why is that chayim's fault? Why should Chaim suffer? Because I'm not the one. I don't believe for one split second that that Oig Melech whoever that is, is the one that's stopping me. You said, I can't go. I can't do this mitzvah now. So I did something wrong. So why should Chaim suffer? And my mom was like, I really cried. It was like hot tears. And I decided I'm going. And I walk in and I'm, I'm ready here. I'm waiting for the big crayon to come and start writing on me. And he goes, all right. He starts giving me a bunch of papers to fill out. Then he goes, ID. And then I realized I was away for Shabbos, and I came home, and I changed into my weekday pants. And my wallet was in my Shabbos pants, in the laundry basket. I drove the whole way without a license. <laughs> Someone's going to come visit me soon. And he goes, ID. And I'm like, um... What's the problem? You don't want to know. So just to stall, because I said, I think I left it in the car. So finally he says, all right, just go in. Now, I came down, I sat down, I told Chaim the story, and Chaim said, again, I'm not using real names, and Chaim said, it's impossible. Not him. Not him. In no way, okay, they had my name from before, I was once there, it was Loretta, what the point is, so anyone would accommodate, no way him. I said, how did it happen? He said, you know why it happened, Chaim? Because I got slapped in the face, and I, I closed my eyes, and I just said, Rabbi Nishlam, I know it's you, I know it's you, it's not him. And once you say, Rabbi Nishlam, I know it's you, I'm telling you, things change, okay? Things change. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.